Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, hello, everybody, everyone in the Bravo sphere, the Bravo world, and welcome to another episode of Bravo East Coast Housewives. I am your host. One would say, well, me, I would say your main bitch, Kim. Hello, and uh, welcome to another episode. It is uh, May 26, okay, and today it's going to be quite a short episode uh, than usual. Obviously, my shows are kind of off the air at the moment. Reunion with Jersey just wrapped up. Roni, we're not getting until 2023. And of course, Potomac is currently filming. So we are going to cover a little bit today with our Beverly Hill bitches. And I saw an extra sneak peek of Southern Charm. I don't know if Yin's guys caught it during this past episode of Beverly Hills. Now, I do have to say, like, I mean, I really don't know what to say. Everyone knows what the fuck is going on in the world right now. Like our world, everything is so messed up right now. I, uh, we need to love, we need to love more. We need to pay attention to signs, anything. I mean, we need to take action. We need to take action. We should have done it years and years and years ago. How many more times does this have to happen until something actually gets resolved. I can't even, I, I don't even want to continue talking about this because it makes me upset. And I'm sure it makes all of Yin's guys upset as well. All I know is that everyone is thinking of the families, of the community of Uvalde, Texas right now. And also Buffalo as well, because they suffered as well. And know that we are all showing you love and support in our prayers for all of you. Now we're going to transition a little bit. We're going to get back to Bravo. And uh, this past episode of Beverly Hills, it is kind of weird of what transpired in this episode and like our current events. It's just like the big man is saying something upstairs, in my opinion. And I, I think we need to we need to listen. We need to listen. So, but in this past episode, we're seeing the ladies do, uh, go to Kyle's second home in La Quinta, and she's having all the girls over, and we also hear, they, production goes back and they play, I guess Dorit called Kyle in the morning, and I guess she, I mean, you could really hear, it was so raw, it, crazy, crazy emotions, like it definitely pulls at your heartstrings, and Dorit was having a panic attack. She's definitely dealing with a lot, and I'm sure this whole thing that happened this week, I'm sure that has probably triggered her with the whole experience of what she had to deal with back in the uh, in the summer of last year. So that was going on. I think Kyle wanted all the girls to get together to kind of help Dorit through this whole hard process of how she was trying to deal with it and present day. So Sutton for sure is getting a run for her money right now. Uh, she is the target. I would say the target she is the Erica at this point in the season. The girls are coming after her. I mean, even Garcelle in a little way, trying to tell her, oh, you you know, you gotta, you're here, say what you need to say. 
They're all talking about this is towards the end of the episode, which is definitely going to be, in my opinion, probably one of the key points of this season for the ladies. On top of this other shit that I found on uh, on the blogs here and the social medias and all that shit with Lisa Rinna and Kathy Hilton exposure here. What the hell are we talking about? And this. OK, so let's talk about that last part in the in the show. So Sutton is explaining on how, well, you know what the interesting thing is, is she was explaining in her confessional on how the whole situation with Dorit, how it triggered her back to her childhood, which I totally, you know, hearing her story, you're like, holy fuck. Well, okay, now I can understand why you said, why I didn't have a gun to my head. Super insensitive. We all know that. Yes. She was triggered from her situation. She responded in that manner. Was it right? No. But I find it interesting. She didn't really come out and was upfront about her past and why it triggered her and why she said it all of a sudden. I feel like if she would have been more upfront at the very beginning, I feel like the girls would have more empathy for her to kind of be like, well, fuck, man, that was intense. You shouldn't have said it. But at the same time, we can understand that your frame of mind at that time being triggered from this event, we can understand why you would say that. It's not right. But at the same time, we get it. So I'm I'm confused as to why she was talking more about this situation of her past of being 14 and a burglar came into her house and then also her dad shooting himself in the mouth. So like she definitely should have said all that shit first. Now, whenever Crystal comes in and she's talking about the hypocrisy of the women trying to diminish, essentially, the feelings, the diminish Sutton's feelings of everything, right? Because they're all, I mean, let's just be real. Dorit went through some crazy ass shit and they're, you know, it's, I hate even saying this, but it's almost like Dorit's time right now, which is really fucked up to say. So, but this whole thing with Dorit and then coming after Sutton with the way that she was dealing with it and the feelings and basically saying, Sutton, you're wrong and all the validation and all that shit going on triggers Crystal from last season whenever the whole uh, Sutton going into Crystal's room and Crystal feeling violated because she came in without knocking and all this kind of shit. And then the rest of the women were like, well, hey, you said violated. That's kind of intense. Like, dial it down a bit, bitch, right? So she's saying, this is Crystal, she's like, the hypocrisy is crazy because, like, you're trying to tell her that she is wrong with the way that she's feeling. You did that same exact thing to me last year. I was telling you that I felt violated. You were like, no, no, she's addressing the whole the whole crowd of women for the most part. Now, she was just saying, hey, you know what? I told you how I feel. You guys don't like it because you don't understand how I feel. But now you're saying essentially that I'm wrong because I'm not feeling it the way that you guys think that I should be feeling. And then, of course, you have Kyle. No, Kyle's annoying me in this episode. Garcelle is slightly annoying me in this episode. I totally get that she wants to be transparent and upfront with everything that's going on. I totally get it. 
But also at the same time, this whole thing with Sutton bringing it up in front of everyone once Sutton has already apologized to Dorit, I don't think we needed to bring it up again. I think we could have just let it go and move on. And if shit happened down the line, then maybe talk about it. But I think this whole situation with Dorit, it's a little too fresh to be coming back and talking about that shit. I wouldn't want to talk about it like that's that's messed up. So I don't really agree with Garcelle in that point. I do love the fact that we're seeing more of Crystal coming out and telling us how she's feeling. And I I'm happy that she's not being quiet about it. I'm happy that she's like, hey, you know what? You guys weren't listening to me. What the fuck? And honestly, I do agree with her. I think it is when you're a new girl to this cast, I think it's it's kind of like the Vanderpump Rules girls, I tell you. It's like a Stassi, Katie, Kristen thing. And that is parallel with Dorit, Erica, and Kyle. And Rinna. It's like the four of them together are like the witches of WeHo when it comes to Vanderpump Rules. It's hard for a new person to come in and feel fully accepted by those women. I see it. I see it. I get where they're coming from, Crystal and Garcelle especially, and Sutton too, but we definitely know that Garcelle and Crystal felt very distant with the women when they first came on to the Beverly Hills scene. Before we continue with the show, I wanted to talk a little bit about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find out things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else doesn't mean that it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work toward your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom Weight users finished the program and more than 60% of the users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom dot com slash believe. Again, that's noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. I get it. I get it. And the unfortunate thing is I don't think Rena, Erica, Dorit, and Kyle can see it. They're too far into, I don't want to say into themselves. It's just like they, they're like the OGs and I think they know it. They know it. And it's almost like the new people have to prove to why they should be here, I guess. It's kind of fucked up. Could I be wrong in this whole analysis? Fuck yeah, I could be. Whatever. Now, let me get to the tea that I found on the social media here with Rinna. Rinna and Kathy Hilton. Let me tell you, Rinna is going hard at Kathy Hilton, let me say. For example, I get this. This is on Instagram. Uh, Instagram handle all about TRH. That's the handle, which is all about the Real Housewives. So 
says Lisa Rinna slams Kathy Hilton as racist and homophobic in this newly released private messages. Are they really private? Guess not anymore. Here's what they say. So Lisa says, I can't even look at her. It's so hideous. And here's the thing. If you're going to be on a reality show, honey, and you're a homophobic racist, you probably should have stayed home. Whew. She keeps on going. Listen, listen. We usually run the liars and narcissists off. So we have some work to do. Laughy face emoji. Uh, She continues. She had a lot to say. I wonder if she typed it or if she just did like the microphone thing and just spoke into it. So next thing she says, one thing I can tell you, they got it from their mama. So when it all starts coming out, do some Googling and see where those words have been thrown around before. Clearly, she's got to be talking about Paris Hilton or uh, Nikki Hilton. So I'll continue. It's all in the family, honey, and they are going to try to cover it up big time. I mean, it's already been out there in the press, but years ago. Yeah. So that is the first part. I got some other shit. Let me let me look at my stuff here. Ah! All right. So this is the other thing that I found on the Instagram. Real Housewives franchise. That is the handle on Instagram. I'm going to read you their post with a picture of Kathy Hilton right there. What's it say? You were asking if anyone knew what happened in Aspen with Kathy. Well, here it is. Ooh, give us the tea. The girls were at a club and Kathy Hilton called the bouncer or a DJ the N-word and also called another worker an F-word. Homophobic slur. Because she wasn't getting the VIP treatment that she usually expects. They didn't write that. I just added. She had a tantrum and Lisa pulled her out and they went to Kyle's house. So there, Kathy Hilton had a full-on fit at the house. She was screaming and yelling. And that is when she said she hated Kyle and called her all these kinds of horrible names. Behind her back, of course, it's a housewife reality show. The other ladies locked themselves in their rooms and they were so scared. That's kind of weird. Okay. Then after that... Kathy Hilton disappeared for two weeks and she didn't even go to the finale party and I'm pretty sure she's not going to be invited to the reunion. Meanwhile, Kathy sent out a cease and desist to the media telling them not to talk about the incident. She told the ladies not to talk about it either. She texted them saying that she has receipts to prove, that prove, I'm sorry, that prove she said not to talk about it. Now we're going to see throughout the season that Erica is going to be the one that talks about all of this shit in her confessionals. But will Bravo even air it? Well, fuck, I hope they do because I want to see that shit. So then we have Kathy on the response. I would assume this is on Twitter, but I found this on Bravo's Everybody Instagram account. uh, Sharing a retweet, I'm thinking, by Kathy Hilton. And it's, I guess someone said, she is trying so hard to get people against Kathy. It's actually kind of funny. Garcelle is close with Kathy. Ya ding dong. Garcelle would never be close with her if the rumors with her are true. So people are saying that Lisa Rinna is lying about this shit, about Kathy Hilton being a homophobic uh, person and also a racist. And... Lisa is saying that Kathy is a homophobic uh, and a racist. So will we see all this shit on air? I don't know. 
I think they should air the reality if that is the thing. So we shall see. Obviously, Erica has a lot to say about it. She is coming in strong as well as far as attacking Sutton. She don't give a fuck. She don't like Sutton. I do have to say, though, with all the things that Erica is going through currently in the past, all this shit, does she not look like she aged like more so than... I mean, I never even thought about that with her ever, but I think through that tumultuous last season... You can really see now in her face, like, it has aged her. It has. And I'm not trying to be shady here. I'm just talking my own opinion. If you want to come at me, you can come at me. You know, who the fuck am I, right? But I'm saying it It did look like she aged, like, 10 years. And it has to be from that experience from last year. So, damn. So, that was a pretty intense episode. Poor Dorit. Like, all this shit's going on. All these things are coming up from years past, Poor Dorit, this is really her time to let her emotions out. She really needs this to heal. And all of these other negative things coming back around her. And she can't really grieve what she has just gone through. It is an interesting thing. Am I mad about it? I think I'm confused about it. I'm confused. I understand that certain triggers could be happening with some of the women. I do feel like there's a time and a place. And uh, I don't know personally if I would have done it that way. But everything is a life lesson. And it's interesting to see the way that these ladies are interacting with each other. With all of these serious things going on. And I'm anxious to see what will happen. We're going to transition a little bit to some Vanderpump Rules news. I read an article about Katie and Tom's divorce, and I have some interesting things that she said on a podcast recently. And uh, before that, though, I want to talk about fucking Southern Charm. I still cannot believe Naomi. Why the fuck would you hook up with Craig again? Uh, That is just crazy to me like I don't I just flash back to whenever you guys were at freaking Cameron's baby shower and you look at and you fucking look at Craig and you're like you sit down and you sew and you pretend to do things and then you have Craig what's wrong with my sewing classic classic southern charm moment no one will ever forget about that but Naomi why would you sleep with him again I, I can't wait. June 23rd, people. June 23rd. And let me tell you this. Next Wednesday, biatches. My fellow yinzes. I say biatches in a loving and endearing way. So please do not take offense to that. Now, fucking Real Housewives of Dubai. That little clip it that they showed us during the Beverly Hills show. Oh! Oh! I'm ready, baby. I am ready. It is on at 9. Next Wednesday, After Beverly Hills, I have to say they're probably really hyping it up. I think that they may think that it could potentially do better than Beverly Hills. That's why they're on at nine. I don't know. Could be wrong. Now let's get back to, uh, let's get back to Katie and Tom. Article that I read. Gotta get my, gotta get my, uh, reality blurb, right? All right. It says, Katie Maloney reveals the real reason for the divorce. So the stuff that she says... She sat down with Dear Media's relationship with Cammie Crawford. I think it's Cammie. If it's not, then fuck me. Okay. 
And this is what Katie says on her podcast. She says, quote, you sit around and wait for someone to start behaving differently or act right. And then it's just like, why am I sitting, hoping and waiting for something like that? She continues on by saying, it started to feel very disrespectful to myself. Like these kinds of behaviors are hurtful to me and nothing's changed. When my behavior was destructive and hurtful to the relationship, I got my shit together because God forbid I destroy this relationship that is so important to me. And she was saying she didn't get married to Tom thinking that she would get divorced. They were talking about starting a family. They were trying. Yeah, she feels pretty... You know, she's she's healing from this, too. She's a little insecure, not confident with the whole situation. And she says, I felt like I was coming in the last relationship and in his life. And I felt like he was choosing everyone else in the room and in his life before me. And I'm not going to lie, Katie. We all saw it, too. It was fucked up. So I think it's better for both of you guys to be apart. It's nice that you guys are amicable because you guys have the same friends. That's great. Very adult of you both. So, guys, that's all I got to say for today. It's it's a very short, quick, and quite frankly, I don't even know if it's a great episode. And I'm sorry. And uh, there's just so much shit that is more important in all reality than ridiculous reality TV. It is a great escape, I do have to say, and I do, do love it. We all know, but I I feel like we all need to focus on the reality of what's going on to really hope that we have a better tomorrow. So I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the week. Love each other, hug one another, and and be kind to one another. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.